Our gracious, merciful God in heaven, we thank you to be able to gather on this last Sunday of the very merry month of May. We ask that you accept these tithes, these gifts, and these offerings that are being given to you to help with the running of your church here in Sydney, Pennsylvania, and with helping the spread of the word, spreading the word through our internet connection throughout the community and throughout the world. We thank you for all this, dear Lord, and we pray all of this in your Son's most holy name. Amen. You may be seated. Please be seated. Take your seat. Sit down. Uh, the reading today is a lectionary reading. And I think, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure because I didn't, didn't research it, that this is uh, used for every Pentecost Sunday. But let me tell you about the Pentecost first. On Pentecost Sunday, we remember the day the disciples received the Holy Spirit in a special way. At the first Pentecost, over 3,000 people were baptized, creating the first church. This is why Pentecost is known as the birthday of the Christian church. The word Pentecost comes from a Greek word meaning 50th. The Jewish festival of Pentecost falls on the 50th day after the original Passover. On that day, God gave the Quran to Moses on Mount Sinai. The Christian festival of Pentecost falls on the 50th day after the resurrection of Jesus. Pentecost for Christian cultivates the celebration and work of the church begun on Easter Day. In early Christianity, Easter Day was the primary day for baptism. The newly baptized were then trained in basic Christian doctrine, including the meaning of the sacraments they had now experienced as they prepared to take up their ministries in the life of the church. Two colors are historically associated with Pentecost. Red is a visual reminder of the, uh, of the tongues of fire that empowered the apostles and others to proclaim the good news of Christ's resurrection in many languages to the crowds of pilgrims from many lands. White is also used because Pentecost was the major day for baptisms in the early church. Those bap being baptized were given new white robes to wear as a sign they had taken off the world, died to sin, and were raised with the risen Christ to new life. This is why Pentecost may be referred to as what, what Sunday or White Sunday. So this is the reading for today. It comes from the book of Acts. Now let me tell uh, Frank this. Frank, I'm going to skip uh, verse 9 to uh, 12. So when we get to 9 and 12, go by them. Acts 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? 
then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Now, to avoid uh, further embarrassment, I'm not going to try to pronounce all those names that are, that are in there. That's why I'm jumping to verse uh, 12. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So that's the reading that, uh, that they chose for, and it's an appropriate reading for uh, this particular Sunday, known as Pentecost. Uh, it, it doesn't have to always fall on the Sunday before Memorial Day. Depends on when Easter is. Easter can go back as far as in the March, which would move Pentecost in the early May or late, uh, late April. But uh, that's just the, the way the cookie crumbles, as they, uh, as they say. A Pentecost is determined by when Easter is. Easter is determined something like the, the, the second full moon after the, the planet Venus appears and uh, you know, something like that. It, it's, not a, 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 uh, it's, it's not a good way to determine when, when Easter is. There was supposed to be agreement made between the Western Church and the Eastern Church that Easter would be the same day for each, for each denomination. Right now, uh, Orthodox Easter is like a week after our Easter. Uh, but, you know, that was done years ago. I, I'm not aware of any agreement that's been, that's been reached yet where Easter would fall on a certain date always, the third Sunday of April or something like that. Like Christmas is always the 25th. So, this gift isn't always received with appreciation, thankfulness, and joy, but the gift is given anyway. And I'm talking about the gift that is far beyond human expectations. God has given each of us the unique gift of the Holy Spirit. Not a gift that can be visibly seen. It can only be seen in and through us and our lives. It is always working within us, many times unknowingly, for our own good as we live out our daily lives. That's the most important part. What? Guess what the word is? Obey. That's the most important part. Did you say that? No, she did. Oh, mom said it. Okay, obey. She might have been giving you some, uh, some uh, uh, motherly uh, kindness. Some of us are unaware of the Holy Spirit being in our lives and working through us. 
But there are many who aren't aware of this mind-blowing gift that God has given to each one of his children. Each one, whether you're a believer or not, the Holy Spirit is in there working. Whether you've lit the flame or not, that's, that's up to you. It's a shame that these people aren't aware of this awesome gift. We are called upon to share this gift with these people who are unaware. We must learn to listen for and to that voice that comes from within. God gave it to us for a reason. He speaks on one side and Satan is on the other side. So which one are you going to turn to? It's meant to help us in our journey. We may question the voice, but in the end, we must simply obey it. Obey it, see? Mom was right. We are to take the gospel message to Jesus Christ out into our world and share it with others, just like the others before us have done. Oh, here, 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 here. Where's my little bottle? I have dry eye. There's my little bottle to put in. Yeah. In most cases, we find out about the Holy Spirit probably through our parents. Maybe for some, it was through others. It's never done strictly on your own. It's never done strictly on your own. Somebody or a group of people have to be involved. We can bring the Holy Spirit to others by our kind thoughts, our encouraging words, or by our loving actions. In other words, it's the example we provide for the world to see. That's the best way to share the gospel message. Now, here's, here's a question for you to think about. Would people want to become a Christian by your example? Would people want to become a Christian by the example you set for them? Certainly not here in church because you're all on your best behavior here in church. But what happens when you go out through those doors and you get in your car and you drive away and you, you go somewhere? Wherever you go, home or uh, I go home and pass out for a couple hours on, 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 on a Sunday. And, and last week was really tough because after the three services we had a dinner and then a two-hour church council meeting. So it was like 3.30 before I got home. I took my nap and it was like 6, 7 o'clock at night already. Like, where'd the day go? My goodness, where'd the softball go? I'm going to get home early today to watch the final games in the, uh, for the playoffs for the women's college softball tournament, which is always held in Oklahoma City. Why Oklahoma City? I don't know. Uh, and they throw that ball, uh, some of them throw that ball 70 miles an hour. It, it, it's amazing. So, would people want to become a Christian by the example you set? No, 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 no. 
It's not our job to know what effect the, the Christian gospel message is going to have on others when we share it with them. That's not our job. That's not our responsibility. Our job is to do what God can't do, and that's to share his story with others. If God could do that, then I wouldn't be here today. God would be here. Telling you. Probably not without notes, too. We will find in the Bible, in the Bible, when fire is mentioned, that it symbolizes God's purifying presence within each and every one of us. And he does it without us even knowing it. That there's a fire burning inside of purifying us as we proceed throughout each and every day. I mean, it's so small, we can't, it's just so small, we won't even notice the difference between today and tomorrow. Or the next day. But maybe a year or two from now, uh, you, you'd be able to tell the, uh, uh, the difference. We may not be aware of it, but the Holy Spirit is ever so slowly purifying us from within. There's a fire that's going on inside of us. And it's got nothing to do with indigestion or, or acid reflux or whatever, that, whatever that's called. That's not the type of fire we're, uh, we're, 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 we're talking, talking about. It's purifying us so that we will be acceptable to God when we go to live with him. You people are okay. I would say you all have a, a passing grade to go into, uh, uh, into heaven to live with God because of this, this, the decision you made on April the 30th. Oh, I forgot to tell you, we went to the, we had a talk with the lawyer on Friday. Uh, all the legal stuff has been put in motion. So there may be state troopers showing up at your house to question you on, because we provided them all your names and addresses and phone numbers. So they may be, did you say this? Did it? Is this what So all that stuff has been uh, taken care of. Uh, it's uh, 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 Colt McKelvey, the McKelvey farm up by the bus, where the buses park. That's the, that's the lawyer that we, uh, we, we met with. We filled his entire office. They even had to bring in a, another chair for his, uh, his assistant. And he got all the information from all three churches, and things will start rolling tomorrow morning. We will, we will be getting things approved by the state, things approved by the county, and Cambria County is, uh, is, is more expensive than Somerset County and some of the other counties around, from $130 to $180 to file things in Cambria County. So all that stuff is being done by the, uh, by the lawyer. We'll get a new EIN number, a new tax exempt number, uh, under a new name. What that name is, I don't know. It's up there on the, uh, we'll have to count the votes to see. Dunlow is going to be the Dunlow Methodist Church. Beaverdale is the only one that went the direction I want to go. The, the Methodist Church of Beaverdale. That sounds more exciting than the Sidman Methodist Church. The Methodist Church of Sidman. But nobody voted for that because it wasn't on the list. So I'm not, I didn't include that on the list there. It's what, whatever you, whatever you, 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 you say it is. 
And I, I wanted to know, what does Shiloh have to do with the Sidon? Anything? The very first name was Shiloh. That's where it came from. Because I asked somebody from a, another town, and they said, oh, it's got nothing to do with Sidon. Now, now we know. Okay. This fire that's within us burns away the undesirable elements of our life. And then it sets our hearts on fire. So we may go and start lighting the fire within the hearts of others. That's what I hope that uh, I'm doing. Lighting a, a fire within you. Maybe I should go get that the, 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 the thing there, the flamer, and go around each person and ask, you want your heart on, uh, on fire? I'll be glad to set it on fire for you. At this time in Jerusalem was the most international crowd that they would ever have. There were three great festivals that male Jews within 20 miles of Jerusalem were legally bound to come. Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of the Tabernacles. That's like in the fall time. They're the three. Two groups of people were there in Jerusalem. Those from Judea, who didn't understand the languages and thought the disciples were drunk, and those from other parts of the world who did understand. I mean, they had, they had 12 men standing around speaking in different languages that they never knew that they could speak in those languages. It's just like all of a sudden, uh, I was able to speak in Hebrew. Elohim, <laughs> I know that one, and uh, uh, Israel. They're the only two words, and I'm going to show you sometime in June with whiteboards about how that's determined, how it's spelled, and what each thing means, and what, the, oh. And, and you'll understand why it was uh, so confusing for, uh, 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 for me. It was 20 weeks long, and I was 22 weeks behind. But he gave me a, a certificate, I got a certificate. Peter's speech was given to a worldwide audience, which resulted in a worldwide harvest of new believers. They were the first converts to Christianity. It's a good thing that Pastor Dave didn't test us, because I would have been out the first test. We had no tests, we had no quizzes, we had nothing like that. We just, let's read from the Bible. Oh, boy, was that tough. Peter says to the Jews that for generations you've dreamt of this day. That day had finally come with Jesus. Peter's sermon was the first Christian sermon preached. It told what had happened since the death of Jesus, his resurrection, and what was to happen. We have been given the greatest gift that could be possibly given. He gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit, not to be kept to ourselves, but to be shared with others. So I urge you to take the gift that God has given you of the Holy Spirit and share it with others. You will provide your spirit with uplifting joy, guaranteed, that will change your life by the simple act of sharing this unique gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving. Let me close with these words from John Wesley. Do all the good you can. 
by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. The founder of Methodism, who was not a Methodist, he remained an Anglican priest with the Church of England, him, both him and his brother, Charles. They started the movement of Methodists that's grown into what we know uh, today with our new name, whatever that may be. So let us pray. Our glorious God, who looks down on us from above, we thank you for your thoughts, words, and actions. Let us remember all that you have done for us in our lifelong journey with you. Thank you for the gift of your Son and the gift he left with us, the Holy Spirit. May we always be listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit and most importantly, obey the words that are spoken to us. We pray in your Son's most holy name. Amen. Now, our last hymn, the words are in the insert. It's hard to believe that the, that the hymnal does not have God bless America. Uh, we're going to sing it one time, and then we'll pause, and then we'll have a, a benediction, then we'll sing it one more time. So please stand. of the world. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, go and earn your day. Let us bring our time together on this Pentecost Sunday to a close by singing one more time our hymn of glory, God Bless America. God bless 